came riding on the donkey is coming with him. And so you have this part of the table living. God gave the Messiah, that is Christ, Jesus Christ, to come on a donkey when Moses was coming into the kingdom of God. Now many in Jerusalem would have known those words of Zechariah. And so that would have resonated, that scene would have resonated with them. But many of them would also have been reminded of another king in their history. They would have gone back in their minds to King Solomon. King Solomon was David's son. And we're going to read this reference in a moment in another verse about the son of David. They'd have gone back to King Solomon. He reigned at the, probably the highest point in Israel's history. And it's a time they long for again. These were beautiful times for the people. And you'll find in 1 Kings chapter 1 that Solomon rode on a donkey to be anointed as a king. And here comes Jesus, the king, riding on a donkey, and he's spoken of as being the son of David. Do you feel some of this? Yes. As you get do you do you feel some of this history and this prophetic utterance? It's like this whirlwind. And actually if you're a reader of the gospels, there is this whirlwind, there's this storm of the history of the Roman occupiers, of the prophetic things swirling around Jesus. And this is just one of these scenes where these things are swirling all around Jesus. on, verse 6. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. That's fine. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them and Jesus was on. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowd that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Big crowds, large crowds, well groups of Jesus. And they cut down palm branches, they lay their cloaks on the road. That's what you would do in those days, pay homage to the king. And they shout, Hosanna. Now you may have, you know, if you think what that word is going to come about in those songs, but some of you may have seen the Italian movies and such. Hosanna is an ancient Aramaic and Hebrew word that originally meant praise. But it had evolved in meaning by the time that Jesus was around. And generally it means something like praise to the God who saves us. Praise to the God who saves us. And so this crowd, they're acknowledging Jesus as coming as the son of David. That's a popular Jewish title for the Messiah, for the King. And they're shouting Hosanna because the King, he comes in peace because he's on a donkey and he comes to save us. God's people come to him. Verse 10. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was filled. And they asked, who is this? The whole city. Now, historians estimate that Jerusalem in Jesus' day had a population somewhere between about 50 and 80,000 people. 
need to come across that. Big Jewish guy. And so his point of reference is a population group of somewhere between, I don't know, less than about half a million, up to four million people. So he's a large group. And the whole section is Jewish. And they are
Thank you. 
the leader of what the Ecclesiastes Chronicles called the Daily Revelation began. And that's written by Tom Wright, who's one of the foremost uh, theologians, not only actually, but, but internationally. Um, and so working through that book, again, digging deeper, I'm delighted to let you know that Tom Wright himself is visiting us for an evening in October, the 19th of October. He, he, he used to be a bishop at the Baby Doctrinic Center. And so everybody's welcome. You're all welcome. Whether you've been reading the book or not, you're all welcome to come along to that evening. I'm excited by that. I'm excited by what I'm seeing happening in the areas of prayer, in the areas of prophetic gestation, gripping translation structures and gifts. It's vital. Prayer and the prophetic are vital for insight and discernment. We are, I believe, experiencing an acceleration in our worship. Thank you, Lord. Some of you remember Pete Gregg, who leads 24-7 prayer. Um, he 
convicted us in man. One of the things that he prophetically spoke over us as a church, I'll remind you of it this morning, he said this, there's a generation coming through we'll shake our heads and weep tears of amazement at what they do. We'll incubate in some senses as though we were Christians. That's stirring. That's Jesus stirring up people's lives and we're going to stir up